Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Pump day. Let's get rolling. This is the big show on 97.5, 1280, the zone in the zone sports network. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280, the zone. Happy Wednesday to everybody out there or uh, happy murder day as Austin has, uh, has named it today. Got a little, got a little uh, interesting on his show earlier today from ten to noon alongside Tony Parks. Gordon, how are you doing over there? I'm doing well, thank you very much. It's a beautiful day outside, hot and sweaty and nice the way I like it out there. I came in the studio and we're keeping the comedy fresh. It's chilly in here, yeah. Woo! It's cold. It is. I, I bet it's 62 degrees in here. <laughs> you got your sweatshirt on. I had to bring a sweatshirt with me <laughs> to work. Uh, I can't tease you too much because I wore a long sleeve shirt because I knew it would be cold. It's always cold in here. This is a surprise to you? Well, unless it's. I uh, always have. I'm holding out hope. Unless it's the weekend. That that we can join, like the, uh, you know, modern times See, and have climate control in here. Part of me agrees with Lloyd, who says this like, listen, this studio is either ice box cold or, <laughs> or sweatshop warm. There's never an in between. And so if I had to choose between the two, I'll take it being a bit chilly in here as opposed to... I'd rather sweat. But when it's overly hot, it just drags you down and it zaps all your energy. Well, you know, we can wear whatever we want here, you know, so you can can, uh, dress in a t-shirt and shorts and like you're going to the beach. Gonna make you sweat. You, and you can throw on a sweatshirt. So if I have to pick between the two, I'd take it cooler. Do you, don't you remember how horrible it was during the renovation when we uh, went days right. without air conditioning? It no, was it was. Right. What is the matter with you? No, it was not. I thought it was all right. That's just because I'm, I'm chilled to the bone right now. Which is I'm good. with it, you, Jake. It keeps you on your toes. Yeah, better cool than hot, man. That summer was life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> was that the summer that someone fell through the roof right there? Right? Nope, that was no. last summer. No. Are we talking about that yet? I'm not. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> no, I think we've, talk, we've talked about it before, where somebody was doing some signage and stepped where they shouldn't have. And next thing you know, Lloyd had somebody coming in, coming in hot. Down into the producer studio. Wasn't the first time either above his office. No, and it happened to first Lloyd. time that came all the way through. Correct. Hmm. Uh, the first one though was like uh, his legs were just dangling. You know, I've been thinking a lot about uh, the not sports report yesterday, and I'm, I'm I'm really concerned. What if what if birds really do start? Uh, I mean, we might be at a disadvantage. If birds really did start attacking us. Is this how we want to start today's show? Well, By I mean, rewinding I mean, to yesterday's not sports report? <laughs> no, about about just, uh, angry birds? Yeah. I mean, you just it, wanted to make that joke again. No, I didn't. No, you made it. I didn't bring up the angry birds thing. I just, just now you brought it you up. Know, I didn't say did I say angry birds? You did. But that's the story is I, the well, birds are yeah. aggressive. Well, Why are we bringing it up again? Because I'm worried about it. 
I don't want to, you know, I think getting pecked to death would be a bad way to go. Uh, on top of Mike Conley joining us at the top of 5 o'clock hour, Vince Murata is going to join us. Uh, at the top of the 4 o'clock hours, we continue to go around the Pac-12 and, uh, well, the major uh, opposition for all of our local football teams and do a little preview uh, during the summer. Vince is from uh, our good friend Ryan Hatch's station down there in Phoenix, KTAR. If any of you have questions that uh, you want to launch toward Mike Conley, uh, you can pass them along to us. Uh, you tweet at us. I'm at Gordon Monson, and Jake is at Jake Scott Zone. Should we do a hashtag, maybe? Ask Mike Conley? Sure, why not? Tweet out the hashtag Ask Mike Conley if there's something you want to hear about, and we'll try and filter through those and ask some uh, some of them to Mike when he joins us at the top of the five o'clock hour. You know, Gordon, I'm often uh, excited for our interviews, um, but this one I'm really excited for this interview to get to know Mike a little bit better. He mm-hmm. seems like a, a really neat person, and he's going to play a big time role on this team. And it, it seems like we've all uh, you know been speculating what he's really all about, and so I'm exciting today or excited today to get to know him a little bit better at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. That's going to be a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, to give our listeners an opportunity to hear from him as well. It's uh, Everybody is excited about him being here. He seems excited to be here. And so let's hear it from him. We'll, uh, if, yeah, if you, have, if you have a particular question, I don't know if we can guarantee that we'll get to all the questions, but if, we'll try. if someone has one that's uh, really uh, burning for you, we'll pass it along. Hey, guys, before we move on too far here, I missed yesterday's show. You did. Welcome back, Austin. Thank you. I was told that there was a new record set on the big show yesterday. For uh, uh, content dumped? Yeah. <laughs> Is that really what I it was? I was told it was a record, uh, record pace for running out of delay. Yep, that happened. And I still say you can say that on the air. And I'm actually mad at you for bringing that up, Austin. Uh, you're telling me— I've I, not been told what was said. You're, That's you're, why I'm bringing it up. You're telling me I can't read from the good book on the air? I oh, mean, no. it's a passage from the good book. See, That's yeah, where I wasn't it, told this. Did you hear what I said? Mm. Let's not relive it. And, uh, and by the I, way, there's I, lots in fact, of... I was talking to Hans last night at the Sean Mendez concert. Heard you two ran into each other. <laughs> huh? He looked like he was in such pain. I mean, <laughs> he said you looked like you were really enjoying yourself. I did? Oh. Uh, well, uh, you know, and he said, I, I said, I can't believe that Scotty... Uh, and Lloyd reacted that way, and uh, Hans said, I, "I think he was just joking." No, no, no. It's very serious. I, I was trying to have fun. I didn't know that this was a don't no, talk this is, about it. This okay. is uh, this is an issue amongst the station now. And uh, Whoops. no, what I don't do you, think you he, I don't think he was kidding. I don't what think. Do you mean? Uh, well, it's uh, uh, what do you mean? It, it's like uh, PK's worked up about it. You're worked up about it. That's because we thought it was a good idea, right? Otherwise, I don't think it's a good idea, no. Because you don't have a scriptural background. What difference does that make? Well, that's what it's from. So? I, I bet you most of our listeners would 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 get it. I, I, if you take it solely by modern usage, maybe. But, but that's how you meant it. No. By modern usage. No, yes, no. that's exactly how no, you meant no, it. Yeah, 100%. The connotation in 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 the good book is uh, is don't uh, sort of it's uh, meant as going against the grain. Uh huh. I know. I'm well aware well, of it. Well, then what's wrong with that connotation? Well, it doesn't matter. I think you're. I think you guys are overreacting. I do, but that's just me. 
Well, I just think there are a lot of really great titles for that podcast that could be had. We like that one. And? <laughs> well, don't we have any say in the matter? Okay, I've just received word what was said, and yeah, you can't say that. See? It's a scriptural In 1901, passage. maybe. Not, not since <laughs> and, the FCC was invented. And the fact that's that it was true. scriptural makes There's no, no difference. There's no way that's against FCC rules. I'd call them. There are words that appear in the scriptures that if I were to use them in certain contexts on this show, it would be unacceptable, no doubt about it. The phrase is lifted straight out of the good Did book. Did you just hear what I said? There are other phrases <laughs> like that I what? could... Uh, let's see. <laughs> Off air. I just told you one. Let, okay, here, here you go. So uh, in, in the biblical sense, you can say the word Jesus, but if I said his full name after uh, something that you, you said. you stubbed your toe. Yeah. yeah, right. Then that's not, that's not really going to be acceptable on the air now, is it? But then I'd say, well, it's in the scriptures, Austin, so. What would you have me do? Seriously, anything in there is fair game. <laughs> All right. If I said, you know, JC, I'm tired of talking about this, I'd probably get in trouble. Yeah, but that's not necessarily how we're meaning it. But it's right out of the scriptures, Gordon. <laughs> no, I know, but you're saying it as an expletive. And you're saying it as a double entendre, so? Well, I mean, well, that's the beauty of a double entendre. Nobody knows what you really mean. I shouldn't have brought this up. No. This no. is on me. Yeah, it is on you. <laughs> I agree. I think it's funny. Because I can never miss work. I, I, I think it's, uh, I, I, I have no, I'm glad you brought it up. Good. Uh, that makes one of us. I'm really, I mean, I am honestly surprised at the way you guys reacted. I, I thought it would be totally fine. Jiminy Christmas, can we just find a new name for the podcast? <laughs> well, we have to, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, we have a lot to do today. Um, and Austin has done a little digging into a controversial story of the day. Let's get to it for our split story. Austin? Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It is. And The Zone Sports Network. With Moss on his left shoulder. Game on in Salt Lake City. Zach Moss into the end zone. The uh, watch list for the Doak Walker Award was released today, yes. Gordon. Uh-huh. Uh, and it. it's taken a, a somewhat controversial tone around here because we had a local name pop up on the, the watch list. Big ups to Lapini uh, Katoa down there at BYU, but... There were a couple of the names that you probably would have expected to be on that watch list that were not, namely Zach Moss and Gerald Bright. Has anyone come up with an explanation for why they're not on the list? The executive producer of the big show, host of the Tony and Austin show, our very own Austin Horton has done a little digging into this story and uh, at least has a little framework for maybe what's going on. So I called the Doak Walker uh, people today and got a couple phone calls back from a couple of different people. And they expressed to me that the eligibility for the Doak Walker Award, because I was, I was wondering if Zach Moss, has he already graduated? If so, is he eligible for the award? Because he was on the list last year. Uh, and they said he is eligible. He has to be taking a class, obviously, to be in, on the team. You've got to be taking a class. And you've got to be in good academic standing. I don't know if, if Zach Moss is or is not in good academic standing. I don't know. The other part of this is... Did they explain that that was their reason for not having no, him on? They, no. Yeah. Here's the reason for it, that he's not on the list. 
I would assume it's because they told me to get on the preseason watch list. Your team has to nominate you. Wow. So. If that's the case. Then now, what? they did not confirm whether or not he is or is not on the list or if he will be on the list. They did say you have through October to submit a name to be on the preseason watch list. So. It's either one of two things from Austin. That opens a whole can of worms. Well, it's either it's either academics or the school didn't nominate him. Now, since he's already graduated and he only has to take underwater basket weaving or whatever right. to stay eligible, uh-huh. I would guess, again, speculation, that it's probably not academics and maybe the school didn't nominate him. Which which could be anything, right? Yet. It could be didn't nominate him yet. yet. They still have time. I don't know why would they why would they dawdle with that? You know, that brings I, – I just – that guy's a great player. He's got to be on that list. Well, certainly they have 70 running backs on the list. Uh, he's uh, – Zach Moss is certainly one of the best 70 running backs in the country. Yeah. They yeah. also did tell me uh, at the Doak Walker, they don't look into stats for the nominees. They, they check their to? academic eligibility. So if someone – if a school presents a name, they just make sure they're academically eligible and that they're within a year of graduating with everyone else on the list, and then they make the list. So anybody call Kyle and say, why isn't he on the list? I don't have Kyle's phone number. Uh, that's that's curious to me. I, I, I don't have the information in front of me, obviously, but – I think he's one heck of a running back who is would, by all estimation, play a huge role for the Utes in what could be one of their best seasons ever. It might be something as simple as an oversight. We know there's some changing of the guard in key positions when it comes to SIDs uh, and associate athletic directors up there. It might have been just something that hasn't gotten done yet during the kind of transfer of responsibility as our good friend uh, Liz Abel retires. Mm. maybe. I, and again, I have no idea if that's the reason. I'm just, yeah, we don't I'm know. just speculating. Uh, well, uh, But he, I wouldn't he, take it too seriously if I were Ute fans out there, and I know it's become somewhat controversial today. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't think this is a matter of someone being overlooked. And, and no deadline has passed. Again, right. you have through October to make this list. Yeah, uh, but I don't understand the reason for the delay. I think it, yeah, we're we're speculating and guessing, but people changing jobs and media day coming up. I don't think that it's an oversight. I think that it's a thing that will be rectified. Well, I certainly hope so. He's he's deserving of it, and like I said, should play a huge role for the Utes. He is a terrific, terrific running back, and you're right. You look at the list of the various names on it. He's better than most of them. So we'll see how that goes. If you had to take one class to stay eligible, you're already done. You know, if you take one class, what would you take? I don't know. I took a lot of stupid classes when I was in college. I know, but yeah, I mean, I've seen this with other players. They take essentially one class. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. But I, well, I guess what I'm saying is I took racquetball a semester. I took bowling. I took ballroom dancing for a semester. Does racquetball, would that would that be enough? Or do you have to take, uh, like, you know, a, a regular, like, a full credit, whatever it's got to be? For a class, two or three credit Why hours. Why are you hacking on racquetball? And of course I got credit for it. Well, racquetball, you only get like a half a credit for that, don't you? Or something? That's I don't minimal. remember. But I remember it being uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, but he's got enough physical exercise already. I would I would take like a history class or I would take uh, maybe uh, 
a foreign language class, something to uh, keep your mind sharp. Well, let me tell you this, Gordon. Foreign language classes are really difficult, especially if you pick them up your final year of college. <laughs> I mean, With your you, diploma in hand. Yeah, when you're a super senior and already graduated, the last thing you want to do is actually work. Oh, work? You're learning. You want to learn. And you think you want to learn something new. I mean, it's a big, wide world out there. You want to learn about it. What a great opportunity. Otherwise, you'd have to, you know, pay for that kind of and you, uh, knowledge to to that kind of lesson. And if you're, you know, if you're paying and you can do it for because you're you're on the football team and you're already graduated, then yeah, take advantage of knowledge coming your way and you don't think taking the class load enough to graduate in three years is really you know well he's done that already i'm talking about i'm living in the the present man you gotta stay in the present you don't think you're you're you can allot yourself to take a real no-brainer class after you know uh getting the requirements a year ahead of schedule you you, you know you and i are looking at college from completely different viewpoints i say it's a terrific opportunity to take advantage and it's just for fun. You don't even have to go. Right? You don't have to go if you don't want to. So who cares how hard it is? It might as well be interesting to you. Well, you have to go. You have to pass. No, you don't. Yes, you, you do. Stay you have to stay eligible. Yeah, you do. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, the grade doesn't come out until after the semester is done, right? Of course, if the Utes are playing in, in a national championship playoff or something, that would spill over to the next semester, right? I had a roommate take music appreciation once. You know what that class entailed? What? Listening to music for an hour a day, writing down the name of the artist and the song and how it made you feel. Wow. That was it. That was it. Did he get an A? Yeah, he did it the night before the class was over. Just filled just out three months' worth of, of, of a log. Of what he was listening to anyway. Just every song he'd ever heard of. He just but how did he remember list. how it made him feel? He didn't. He lied. Yeah, of course he did. That's college. Listen to the alarm in Gord's... He lied! Take that man's <laughs> diploma! Man, I'll tell you, I, maybe I have, I'm, I have a perspective of uh, somebody who has been around the block a few times, but it, it, it seems to me like that kind of opportunity to get something... Not free, because you're certainly earning it through your efforts on the field and whatnot. I don't want anything physical, because you're already got to, you're filled up there. I want something to stimulate my mind. Yeah, you wouldn't want to overdo it with something like bowling, would you? No, because that's physical. I mean, you don't want to, I want something that... I mean, bowling is a, a real physical be, burden. Well, you're right. I mean, that's a, that Bowling's takes a really real fun, isn't toll it? on you. All y'all out there, go bowling. When was the last time you went bowling? You're pretty good. I'm not that good. No, you're not. Uh, last time, no, time. it's when we went uh, as a staff yeah. around the holidays. Yeah. Well, half a staff. Some of the staff. Did certain people not get invited? Well, yeah. certain people were on the air. I mean, it's kind of hard. Oh. Well, and weren't invited. <laughs> well, that I don't know about. <laughs> uh, Sven has a, has a theory for us okay. all right, on this, right. this Doak Walker thing. Sven says, I could 100% see Witt using this as one of his underdog motivational techniques. Uh, they didn't even put you on the watch list. Go prove them wrong. Yeah, but who's they? You. Yeah, he's doing it on purpose. That's I what didn't he's put you on that list. Prove me wrong. Right, but they don't know. They, they don't do the investigative work that Austin did today. 
they I don't didn't know. know it until today. Yeah, you they can, just you can blame it, it on someone else when you're the one who did it. Yeah, they think it's some college football mastermind committee type thing that's that plucks all these players out of nowhere. That's it's uh, apparently it's a lot like the Utah Media Awards where you just get nominated well, by look, your school. It, it's it's uh, it's one of those deals where the truth comes around sooner or later, though. Oh, that's, so you don't where, want to find, that's where denial comes in. <laughs> well, you find out halfway through the season that you, that somebody lied to you who's trying to motivate you. That would tick you off. Who are you going to trust, Doak Walker or me, your head coach? That's, that's what my, I that, thought. Yeah, yeah, but now fall back no, no, in the line. I'm just saying if your coach does that to you then, and you have a chance in an NBA draft and you have a great first half of the season, you might just want to take the second half off. Well, now if he makes it to the NBA draft, I say Not more NBA, power to him. You know no. I, of course I did. You, you go take that guaranteed money in the NBA, <laughs> Zach. Go get it. The NFL draft. All right. I like Sven's theory. Yeah, it could I, be. I like Sven's theory there. It could be, yeah. Mm. And again, he's got till the end of October, so watch him show up right. then. I what, would, what class would you take, Austin? Oh, music appreciation. I really? Heard, yeah. I mean, would you really look it, for the you easiest could, way out, or mm-hmm. would you want to enrich your life? No. <laughs> I've got my whole life to enrich whatever I want to do. I think you're. I'm not going to waste it in a college classroom listening to some old person yell at me. Old person yell at you. Someone is is. I do that for four hours a day already. (laughs) You got to open up your ears and listen and learn something new. Okay, Dad. Wow. Either way, I think uh, Austin's research tells me much. This is this is a nothing story. He'll likely be on the watch list by October, and, and well, people are freaking out about nothing. Can we just say these watch lists are kind of a joke anyway? Yeah, they are a little dumb. Yeah. But Zach Moss was on the Maxwell Award watch list that was released yesterday. Well, who put him on that? That's a, that's a different uh, nomination yeah. process. Yeah. It's, it's, who who uh, does that That's one? a private entity, I think, that runs uh, and owns that award. Yeah, it's a There's, guy named uh, Derek uh, Maxwell. <laughs> won't it be— It's the coffee people. Won't people <laughs> ask coffee. some serious questions if Zach Moss goes out and rushes for 2,000 yards and everyone's gone, well, why, why isn't he in consideration for the Doak Walker? And they're going, well, he wasn't put on the list. But he will be by October. What if he's not? What if he's not? I got an answer to that, too, from our guys at the Doak Walker. They said there have been once in a blue moon egregious oversights Uh where they have had to call a school and say, don't you think you ought to want this guy on this list here that's run over his first two games, three games of the season for 500 yards? And then they get on the list. Mm -hmm. Then they win the Walker. Okay. All right, that all that all is clear, sort of. However, I have a twist to this whole discussion. Uh oh. What if Zach Moss rushes for 150 yards a game through the first six, seven games, and at some point he knows that NFL scouts are all over out there and that they are interested in him. What if what if a player, I'm not saying he's going to do this, but what if a player of that caliber decides, okay, I've already shown my wares, I'm taking the rest of the time off? That's what we see in bowl games. We're seeing that among star players sometimes. And would that be a smart move? Um, I mean, I don't like it. I think it's just a matter of time before we do see it, whether it's Zach Moss or not. I mean, haven't we? Didn't uh, the younger Bosa kid do something like that for Ohio State a couple of years ago, where he got hurt at the beginning of the year? Joey, 
I, I think Nick. it was Nick. And he got hurt at the beginning of the year, and there was a chance that he could rehab and come back and play, and he said, no, nah, that's cool, I'm out. Well, let's, let's face the facts here. If you're of a certain quality of player at any position, what's your goal? The goal is to play in the NFL, right? Or the NBA. How about, what, upon as opposed to goal, why don't you use the word obligation? Uh, because that's not the way people look at yeah, it. Yeah, Nick probably. was the one three games his junior year. So if your number one goal, the whole reason you're there is to put yourself in a position, a favorable position for your career, then why take the risk? Over, let's, say, let's make it the last four games of the season. You've absolutely blown everybody's mind by what's your performance over the first seven, eight games. At that point, Hmm. I could see players or being encouraged by certain powers in their life to say, hey, why risk injury every time out from here on? Because you're obliged to do so by the agreement you made to be on the team in the first place? Yeah. But we know how far that goes these days. Well, it should go a lot further. Yeah. Well, it's going to get it's going to go less far. Because he certainly has benefited plenty from being the running back at the University of Utah or will. I'm not saying that he's going to do that. No, I'm I'm, just we're saying, using the hypothetical. Right. I got it. Yeah, and I can see that happening more and more. But I, you, you asked me what would you say to somebody who was considering that, and I would say, well, consider your obligations. What about somebody who goes to school and uh, and I don't know, I haven't read the biography on this, but Bill Gates, he goes to Harvard and at some point just drops out because he knows he can go make a billion dollars doing whatever or a hundred billion or 200 billion or 500 billion whatever by just going and doing it and that may be something that happened to him where did he go harvard was it harvard uh and he, and and he so he says okay i've found myself and that's why i went to college in the first place and let's say he's on a scholarship is he obligated to stick around what were the conditions on that scholarship? Yeah, I'd say exactly the same thing. What did you agree to? Hans had a tweet about um, uh, yesterday or last night about um, he was talking about parents who have kids who quit the team because of a coach. Yeah. And Hans was talking about how, well, you've agreed to be on the team and you need to suck it up and live up to your obligations. And I think the same principle applies to this. One hundred percent. And Bill Gates or or uh, Bob Hilton or whoever, <laughs> whatever, with a with a big last name, right? Whoever you want to bring up there. I, I think if you agree to something, uh, I believe in living up to your obligation. We're going to see this happen. I think you're right. That doesn't mean I have to be happy about it. No. And there are lessons to be learned through commitment and whatnot. But you're also taking. Large risks once it's confirmed that you're on your way. Yep. Of course, if you're going to do that, then why come back? But maybe it is to establish you further as uh, what the scouts might have had some doubt about previously, but now they're, all, they're, you know, they're relatively convinced. We can bring this back up a little bit later on yeah. in the show. I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to see it. But uh, I think we're going to see it, just like we see it with the bowl games, guys sitting out. Uh, I think we could see this happen more frequently, not less. All right, there's some uh, breaking NBA news out there. We'll get to that coming up straight ahead. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Time to talk a little basketball with Oliver Maroney. I think for Utah, the sky is the limit for this team this year. I do think that they are a championship favorite, in my opinion. You add a guy like Mike Conley to the mix, I think that they are going to be much improved in the backcourt. And then you throw Gobert into the mix. I really think that Gobert has a higher ceiling than last season or potentially otherwise because of this move. I think Conley is going to make this team overall operate better, and I think you're going to see that specifically with Donovan Mitchell and with Rudy Gobert. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your attention, please. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5-1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports I'll be in a hotel yeah. It doesn't matter cause I'm so consumed. Spending all my Band of the Day today, Sean Mendez, selected by Gordon, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Gordon, you of course attended the concert last Did you night. Just blame this on me. You selected it. You went to the show. I didn't select it. You made that decision while I was out of the studio. You bought tickets to the man's show. I didn't buy tickets to it. Somebody uh, gave them to me for free. Good friend of mine. And he was there. He and his wife were there, too. We're not teasing you. We're just saying you went Uh, to the show. Well, I was there with, like... 99% 99% of the freaking audience was teenage girls who were screaming the whole time for this guy. I didn't even know who he was. I got to tell you, I went to the uh, I went to the 21 Pilots concert when it came here because we got some tickets um, from the uh, from the company because uh, Adrian won a raffle, so did I at one of our company meetings, and so we're like, all right. And it was in the what do they call those those tickets, Austin? They're not sweet tickets. They're down on the. Like floor General level. admission? No. But anyway, they were really nice tickets. So the, the wife and I were like, yeah, let's go. And I wore I wore this hat, my one of my flat caps, uh-huh. uh, my Kangol caps that uh, that I like to wear. I wore that to the concert, and I, I stopped for a second, and I looked around, and I thought, you know what? I bet I'm the only person in this entire building right now wearing a hat like this. You know you told us that story yesterday. Did I tell it yesterday? Mm-hmm. I did not. Yes, you did. When? You did. When we were talking, it's okay, that's something I would do too. But it's it's. Did it's, I tell you it on the air? Story a hundred yeah. times. Let's move I'm on. I'm sure it was on the air. Wow. All right. But you know, I mean, yeah, you were you were probably uh, a little more advanced in age, a few more rings around the trunk. Well, now I feel really advanced in age. I really said that yesterday. Yeah, that's all right. You're just reiterating. And somebody once said, somebody said that radio is not linear, right? I talked to that somebody today. Did you? So you're sharing. Uh, and sharing. Well, now I just feel dumb. Uh, yeah, it was. Strange. You know what story I really like is the time Jake went to the Twenty One Pilots. <laughs> yeah, you remember concert. that? And he had a he had like a weird on? cap on. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. he was the only one there. Jake, why don't you tell us that story? I really told that story yesterday. Well, this is where you should have played the drop. I've heard this story a hundred uh, times. Let's move. I, I, I would just it. played it. He did just oh, play it. Well, I was too busy doing something else. Wow. Uh, Dude, okay, so else? we're both. Right? We're both nuts. We're both nuts. 
We're both not listening or paying attention, but at least that's something he played. It's not something I said. Well, now you're getting aggressive. You were you were just telling me it's okay. It happens, and now you're. Just, it happened to me. Now you're just rubbing it, it in okay. my face. It is okay, uh, but I, I got to tell you, it made an impression on me. I'm thinking, what am I doing here right now? I mean, the guy's. Was he 20 years old? This guy, this kid, and okay, a couple things here, real quick. What? Uh, how does a 20-year-old kid handle having an entire arena filled with girls his age screaming his name? How does he handle that without somewhere getting a little warped inside his own ego? Now, Jake, you probably had a lot of women screaming your name, too. I mean, that's nope. why I'm asking you. I thought maybe you might be able to relate. Nope. Nope. Can't relate to that one. But I, I just, imagine uh, it doesn't suck for him. I just felt a little out of place. That's all. Right, I that's felt, fine. Like, what am, I, am I a chaperone here? What am I doing? Did I ever tell you about the time I went to the 21 Pilots concert? Did you wear your I chaperone I wore my flat cap, cap yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, Austin should play that. You know, I've heard what told that story. He should that's play that. That's a good story. I don't think I can top that. <laughs> no, it, it's all about the music, though. Gordon, did you have a nice time? Okay. Yeah, we, it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't. was all right. Yeah, we had. I, I had good company. So they're not the Herman's hermits, you know. So, Sean <laughs> Mendez is. You know what it made might me think of? It made me think of the Beatles, and obviously this kid isn't the Beatles, but the Beatles got to the point where they wouldn't tour anymore because all they heard was screaming girls, and uh, they, they they couldn't even. Nobody was appreciating the music, so they said, "Bag this." At least that's the excuse they they used. You know. Whether that was BS or not, that seems to be the theme of the show today. What's BS and what isn't? Did he sing his really, really good song, Stitches? Beats me. I don't know what song was which. No, oh, you know Stitches. Uh, I'm not quite sure. You know, the, the artful, I thought that I've been hurt before, but no one's ever left me quite this sore. Your uh, words cut deeper than a knife. Now I need someone to breathe me back to life. I, I really wasn't paying attention to the lyrics. You watch me bleed until I can't breathe? No, it got a little too complicated to me. And now that I'm without your kisses, I'll be needing stitches? You didn't hear that great song? I'm sure I did somewhere. Well, we'll hear it today. Boy, lyric writing is really taking a dive, no? You made LFO look like geniuses. (laughs) Not exactly Bob Dylan, you Not quite as... As maybe in depth as it used to be. You want this quick NBA news? Sure. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reporting, and I'll just read right from the story here. Oklahoma City's discussions to move nine-time All-Star Chris Paul to a new uh, destination are parked, and an increasing expectation exists that he will start the season with the Thunder. Who wants the guy at that price? Obviously, there are a lot of teams that would love to have Chris Paul, but uh, not at that money. Well, this is this brings us back to a piece of news that broke yesterday where the Chris Paul to Miami stuff was there was some mutual interest there, but they're splitting hairs over first round picks, mm-hmm. according to uh, Brian Windhorst. Well, the first and, round picks are pretty important. OK, but when it comes to the worst contract in the league and getting off of it, I would say here are all of the first round picks. Please take I, them. I to- don't I don't know whether to feel. Happy or embarrassed or sad for Chris Paul? This has to be a huge blow to the ego, doesn't it? That they can't trade him? Yeah, nobody wants him. 
Nobody thinks he's worth the money. On the other hand, if you're making, if nobody thinks you're worth the money you're making, then you must be making pretty good money. Oh yeah, he's making great money. So you can feel good about that, but he's got a lot of pride, and I'm sure this is stinging. Uh, so here's basically what what hung up the deal, and you tell me if if you think this is worth it okay. from Oklahoma City. So OKC actually holds two of the Heat's first round picks in the future, unprotected in 21 and protected in 2023. Um, the Heat want both of those picks back, and uh, the Thunder only want to give one of those picks back. Hmm. And uh, apparently the Thunder would want another pick farther off into the future. How bad do the Thunder want to offload him? If they're smart, bad. That's really what it comes down to. Well, we're talking two future first-round picks, one that's protected— I mean, who cares? Give them both of them. Get off that deal and start your rebuild. Yeah. I mean, where where's Oklahoma City going with Chris Paul on that roster? Because it's not terrible. No, but they're and built, that's the biggest problem. But, but the whole part, the whole important part for them is that they have these assets with which to build moving forward. Right? Right. And they don't want to forfeit some of those. But if it meant that I could get a top five pick next year? And get rid of that contract? And get rid of that contract? Yeah. Hmm. There's three more years left on Chris Paul's contract. This is not some like so, bloated expiring okay. deal. This is something that they, they're going to have to move off of at some point. So do you think this is a matter of points of negotiation, or do you think it really reflects how they, how they feel about it? It's got to be negotiation. Because... I've, have you taken classes in negotiation? I have not. Austin, did you ever do that? No, I did uh, music appreciation instead. Uh, I, I, want, I wonder, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly. The, I think, I, I think you, Jake, you probably would have been really good at negotiation. Oh well, I'll take that as a compliment. No, I mean, you, I think you could have done that, but uh, I, you know, I, you know, do you make, do you, do you start stingy and then nudge ahead from there? Uh, what, what? How do you how do you handle it? Uh, you know, uh, when you've made large purchases in the past, don't you like it when someone comes right up front and gives you the best offer right from the beginning, instead of stonewalling you at first, and then seeing what they can squeeze out of you, and then when you get up and walk away, they say, "Hold it right there. Let me see what I can do." Um, That's no. aggravating, isn't it? Don't you want to hear the truth right up front? For big pur- uh, purchases, here's my strategy. All right? You ready? Because okay. this this has not failed me in several All years. Right. Okay? Take notes, everybody. All right. This is my wife. She's an attorney. You can uh, you can speak with her. I'll be standing I'll be standing over there. Thank you, and uh, and have a nice day. So you're hiding behind Naz. Yes. I mean, she negotiates for a living. Do I look like uh, Do I look like a uh, a fool to you? So how does that work at home around the kitchen table? What we're not negotiating uh, prices well, over? No, but you're negotiating. Well, you're compromising and negotiating all the time in marriage. Yeah, I'm. She's negotiating, and I'm saying, yeah, yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> it's not that's much. Why, of, that's not much of a negotiation. Marriage is, is that, that's perfect. All right. Yeah, you got it. I'll do my best, well, but you, yeah, if you it, know your place. if it comes to knocking uh, a, a few bucks off of a big purchase, oh, she's 
very good at it. I imagine she would. Yeah, be. she's yeah. very good. I would just be wasting time, and we'd actually pay more than what they were asking. You know, when Naz goes into that mode, I bet she's rather intimidating. Absolutely not for me. I'm just proud. You go she's get them. You money. You go get them. Make yeah. that make that I, uh, salesperson cry. I just wonder about this. Something that GMs and, and personnel guys all around the league face all the time. But uh, and and I think people probably probably uh, build reputations about how they uh, negotiate, and uh, and and then you've got to live that down, or that reputation might work against you. And maybe you know what? Or for you, maybe Windhorse's report is not entirely accurate. Too, we we don't know for sure. But I would not let a protected 2023 first round pick stand in the way of offloading that deal and going into rebuild mode because they're in a great spot to rebuild. They've got all those picks. They've done a nice job. They've uh, got all those picks, and they want to keep them. I don't, well, how many first-round picks do they have now? Isn't it something like eight over the next five years? They're not going to make all those first-round picks. There's no way. Hmm. But yeah, I'd certainly— yeah but, yeah, but whether you use them or not, they're still valuable assets. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I certainly would want the flexibility to be able to turn those picks into something that I could really use. And and you're willing to to sacrifice those to unload the heavy contract because a 34 year old for right a 34 year old point guard with a heavy contract is not going to be a part of any sort of rebuild by the time you're ready to win he's going to be what 37 38 and I imagine he's eager to get the heck out of there too right yeah and maybe that's probably what they've told them in all honesty Sam Presti has probably said hey just just chill we'll Mm -hmm. figure it out and if you spend a, a half a season or a season with us then. You know, worse things could happen. But if I'm Oklahoma City, I'm I'm. It's a race to the bottom. I want a top. I want a top three pick this year if I can figure it out. But for Chris Paul, it's a race, also, isn't it, to play basketball with a real purpose at right. this point, which he's not going to have in Oklahoma City. Yeah, no way. So I I would guess that this is just a let's put it on hold and see if we can't get what we want. But I. I mean, if it were me, I would just say, you know what, screw it. Let's get out, let's get out from under this and let's let's start this rebuild now. Got plenty of other picks where that came from. But there's an art to the whole thing. There is, and, and apparently BS is a part of that. Speaking of BS, Danny Ainge has been talking, slinging a little too, right? We'll get to that coming up right around the corner. It is the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We want to uh, remind you of our friends at Ivory Homes, Utah's number one home builder. Ivory Homes brings experience, quality, and design to every home and community they build. Learn more at ivoryhomes.com. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I thought that I've been hurt before. But no one's ever left me quite this sore I'm not sure what you mean by that Your words cut deeper than a knife I don't, I don't even understand what, what, what you're trying now to say I by that Now I need someone to breathe me back to life Oh, I'm not, I'm not even sure what that means Got a feeling that I'm <laughs> There's Danny Ainge right there uh, real quick, before we get into what Danny had to say, we do have a, a quick bit of jazz news. They made it official. They've signed William Howard. They've also announced, Gordon, they're signing Stanton Kidd, who's 6'7", 215 pounds from Colorado State, most recently competed for the jazz entry squads in the Salt Lake City Summer League and the Summer League down in Vegas. What are they signing them to? I mean, what? Uh, they, uh, how many roster spots do they have? Well, I think this gets them to 15 and then plus the two-way guys, I which we talked about yesterday. I thought they were already 15. Well, 
We'll find out exactly oh, what kind of contracts right. these are. But uh, there you go, a little bit of jazz news. Today, Danny Ainge uh, introduced Kemba Walker and Ennis Cantor as the two newest Celtics, Gordon, at a press conference. And Danny said at the press conference that he felt like Kemba Walker and Ennis Cantor were the Celtics' plan A for this offseason. He did. He did. Plan A. This is what we wanted. Nailed it. Is it really what they wanted? And can anybody listen to a comment like that and not shake their head and go, oh, man, that is complete BS. The only thing in his defense that I can think of is that they thought that if they bring in a a player with the personality and character of Kimba Walker, that it would restore what they had before Kyrie came in and sort of blew it up. All right. But, I mean, for over a year now, we've been hearing about how they want to trade for Anthony Davis and pair him with Kemba Walker and Mm -hmm. put that with the young core and then go out and win titles. And, by the way, Kemba Walker is a fine player, but to say that Ennis Cantor, who was bought out last year, is part of your plan A. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Danny. You you let Al Horford go, and you brought in uh, Ennis Cantor. Plan A. That doesn't say NBA Finals, does it? Well, it just doesn't say Plan A. I don't see Danny back in, let's say, you know, uh, January or or February, sometime around the trade deadline, being like, "All right, guys, here's the deal. We're gonna we're gonna totally totally lowball Al Horford, knowing that he's gonna go somewhere else. I mean, we're gonna go somewhere else, but go to one of your major rivals. We don't care about that, because you know why, Gordon? We're bringing in us. That's happening. He's the answer. He is the answer. Ennis Cantor coming to town. Hmm. So we were kind of trying to think of how can we have a little fun with this today. And uh, I don't know. I, I think what is in the world of sports. What or are, otherwise. Or otherwise, I suppose. What are the biggest BS lines you can hear of, or you can think of? Or something you, that something you heard. and you heard go, or something that's been spoken to you. And you go, you know what? That is complete BS. I remember, uh, I remember, uh, I was at uh, media availability for Bronco Mendenhall right after um, the it was announced that BYU was going independent in football, and he he basically was like, "Oh, I had no idea until just yesterday." And that I was, was thinking was to myself, like, yeah, "That was a whopper." Now, now, in his defense, what else can could he really say? It was he wasn't really he he happened to be the one timing wise who was available to the media first, and he couldn't really expand on it. So it's it's kind of not his fault. But I remember when I heard that, thinking like, "Okay, so you're telling me that BYU made the decision to take their football program independent, and they didn't consult the head coach at all until yesterday." <laughs> Not even to say, hey, coach, there's nothing you can do about this, but brace yourself for a for a press release. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a, that's a, I mean, that's pretty egregious. Again, defending him. I mean, what else is he going to say? He can't really. I hear you, brother. Not his fault. But I remember hearing that, being like, okay, all right, Bronco, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine how irate a head coach would be if he was just firing open his computer one morning and going, huh, my program just lost a conference. <laughs> Yeah. Gee whiz. That's a new challenge. <laughs> wow. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's the biggest BS you've heard? I do think that uh, rank our average listener out there has been lied to on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, if you have some examples that you're willing to share with us, we're all ears. Vince Murata is going to join us from KTAR in Phoenix. We're going to preview the Arizona State Sun Devils. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone.